Surely there is a mine for silver and a place where they refine gold. Iron is taken from the dust and copper is smelted from rock. Man puts an end to darkness and to the farthest limit he searches out the rock in gloom and dark shadow, or deep shadow. He sinks a shaft far from, it, from habitation, forgotten by the foot. They hang and swing to and fro far from men. The earth, from it comes food, and underneath it is turned up as fire. The rocks are the source of sapphires, and its dust contains gold. The path no bird of prey knows, nor has the falcon's eye caught sight of it. The proud beasts have not trodden it, nor has the fierce lion passed over it. He puts his hand on the flint, he overturns the mountains at the base, he hews out channels through the rocks, and his eye sees anything precious. He dams up the streams from flowing, and when it's <clears throat> hidden, he brings out to the light. You know, if you just start reading that, and you've been reading Job all along, it's like, huh? It's like it doesn't relate. Now, it really does when we come to the end of this, in a sense. But what does he start talking about? Yeah, that's exactly what he starts talking about. You know, and, well, it's amazing what man has done in mines, isn't it? You know, what kind of stuff has man found? Precious jewels, precious metals. Yeah. Some pretty cool stuff. And, I mean, how unlikely is it that man would find that? What does it take? Yeah, <laughs> some pretty sophisticated digging. I mean, it's not easy. You know, the, the man can find things that no bird of prey, with that you know keen eyesight that it has, but no bird of prey has has ever been able to to find some of these things that man has been able to find. I mean, it, it's pretty impressive. You know what man has has understood, and and how many. How many secret, hidden, obscure things man has been able to bring to light? I mean, you know, man has the technological ability to, you know, even attack the hard flinty rock and overturn the mountains in search of wealth. So he's just saying, man, man can, man has been able to find a whole lot of stuff, stuff that's very obscure and hard to find, and man's figured out a way. Comments? Do you have any idea what the, the um, degree of sophistication mining had? I have none. Time? I mean, if among the ancient Israelites? I have no clue. I know nothing about mining anywhere. Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> What's the point in this passage here? If I mean, besides what you said, what, what that's supposed to make us learn? Uh, it's supposed to set us up for what he says next, and um, what he says next, next. Yeah. So far, we haven't come to the punchline. All right. Um, 12 to 22. But where can wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor is it found in the land of the living. The deep says it is not in me, and the sea says it is not with me. Pure gold cannot be given in exchange for it, nor can silver be weighed as its price. 
cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, and precious onyx or sapphire. Gold or glass cannot equal it, nor can it be exchanged for articles of fine gold. Coral and crystal are not to be mentioned, and the accusation of wisdom is above that of pearls. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. Where then does wisdom come from, and where is the place of understanding? Thus it is hidden from the eyes of all living, and concealed from the birds of the sky. Abaddon and death say, with our ears we have heard a report of it. So what's the point here? Wisdom is hard to find. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had all these things man can discover and find, even things you wouldn't think he could, but not wisdom. He's never been able to mine it. You can't get enough money to buy it. You know, it's, it's, it's not there. You know, even with all our technology, you can't find, you know, the storehouse for wisdom. Uh, it doesn't appear on NASDAQ. You can't buy it. You know, it's just, wow, it's just amazing. Uh, there's, there's nothing you can do, um, you know, aside from turning to the Lord to, to find wisdom. So he's making the contrast. Man can find so much stuff, but wisdom escapes him. Nothing equals it. Yeah, it's more valuable than anything, and you can't buy it. It's not for sale. All right, come in some questions. 23 to 28. God understands its way, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he imparted weight to the wind and meted out the waters by measure, when he set a limit for the rain and a course for the thunderbolt, then he saw it and declared it. He established it and also searched it out. And to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. All right, so who does, who is the source of wisdom? God. You know, God is wise. And, you know, he knows everything and he sees everything. And he controls everything. Uh, but man can't understand. You know, God is the only one that has the absolute wisdom. So what do we need to do to try to get some of it? Fear God. Yes. You know, what did Proverbs say about the fear of the Lord? The beginning of wisdom. I mean, we've got to start with fear and respect for God. You know, that's kind of what the essence of wisdom. So, man can find a lot of stuff. He can't find wisdom. And the only way to receive it is from God, and that starts with the fear of the Lord, and God grants wisdom. <clears throat> you know, does that have any bearing on what we've just been studying these last uh, few chapters? How would you say this relates to the last few chapters? They were having kind of a battle of wits, and here it's kind of saying they had no wits because they can't <laughs> find it, but God has the wit they're looking for. Yeah, it's bad to, uh, you know, try to outwit an un unarmed man or something. There's something about that, isn't there? Having a battle of wits with someone who's unarmed is 
not nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how much wisdom was there in Job and the friend's speeches? They had some deficiencies in that department, didn't they? You know, I mean, a lot of things they were trying to figure out on their own, and that, that stuff all fell to the ground. And only what God reveals is really worthwhile. Well, I comments and thoughts about that. So that's why this is here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More. Well, I mean, it certainly means that we're not going to be able to trust ourselves or invent or, you know, study or do whatever we want to do to gain wisdom. We try to do all these things and we're going to do these scientific studies and we're going to read the great classics and the great men and whatever. And the fact of the matter is, as far as spiritual wisdom is concerned, God's the only person that can give it to us. We don't get it, we don't get it from ourselves. I think that's pretty wise, and I think that's a great commentary on these first 27 chapters. Maybe that's pretty obvious to us by now. Well, that, that is a great chapter, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even in and of itself, it's a helpful chapter because man, man seems to figure out how to get everything else. Somehow or other, he can't seem to discover wisdom. I, I just watched a... a uh, film on the birds of paradise and the narrator is a uh, evolutionary biologist and the, there, there are two guys one of them is some kind of a uh, scientist and the other one's an evolutionary bio biologist these I, I don't know whether you've ever seen pictures of the birds of paradise but they are absolutely amazing and they're only found in this one place in New Guinea but uh, uh, he was talking about how these birds evolved. I mean, he's got this super education. He's been to college for years. And, and uh, he, he's, he's trying to figure out how these birds just evolved on this island in this particular place. And, uh, uh, you, you know, you, you get this picture of this uh, guy that just knows everything. And you can, if, just by knowing what the Bible teaches, he does not know anything. <laughs> yeah, and and and, uh, and he's he's missed it because he's looking in the wrong places for wisdom. Yep, it's a good point. I mean, you know, it's not that men aren't smart; it's that there are some things that are beyond our limits. Yeah. Man cannot ever learn spiritual wisdom on his own. It doesn't happen. He can't do it. He may figure out a lot of stuff, and he has, but he hasn't been able to understand wisdom until he submits to the Lord. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, don't be intimidated by worldly wise guys, you know, who think they know a lot. They may know a lot about some things. They may be able to mine for all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know wisdom unless they've submitted to the Lord. So well, they, These guys have been on this island for 10 years. They, they've been studying this for 10 years. Wow. And they can't figure out where they came from. So <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I guess if you don't have faith in the Lord, you know, what do you got better to do with your life than to uh, research birds of paradise? <laughs> Other thoughts? Okay, uh, well, we go into the um, monologues, or if you know the word, soliloquies. But, you know, we've had dialogue, back and forth, back and forth. Now, Job's got a speech, and Elihu's got a speech, and God's got a speech. So, Job's speech really summarizes here in chapter 29. You know, you look at the way it used to be, the way it is in chapter 30, and Job's confession of innocence. So, let's uh, do 29, 1 through 11. 